All right, we've all done it. We've been on a plane uh, to get us on a vacation or for a business trip. Uh, one profession you probably, uh, you know, wonder every time you step on the plane if you're going to have to hop into uh, business mode is if you're a doctor. I don't know if you've ever heard someone say, is there a doctor on board? We're looking for a doctor on the flight. I would imagine that is a, a nervous moment. Most doctors spring into action quite readily. Uh, and help out, but uh, they've never had any guidelines until now. We're joined by Dr. Alan Akari, and uh, he's on the line with us. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here. I was shocked to find out that um, much of Canada didn't have protocols in place regarding what physicians should do uh, with regard to assisting uh, in emergencies in flight. Yeah, so, um, you know, we work with the two major airlines, uh, Air Canada and WestJet, uh, they actually have protocols and guidelines in place. They were just not disseminated very well. So, you know, we really were trying to, um, uh, you know, inform the public, especially the the healthcare practitioners. It's not just physicians that get called uh, on a flight. It can be nurses, firefighters, anybody who's got any type of, um, uh, or a paramedic, um, anyone who's got any type of uh, healthcare background. And, and sometimes when you're the only thing available, um, you need to have those resources um, at hand. And probably learning about those resources during the moment of crisis is probably not the best thing. Um, so we thought we would just uh, take all the information and all of the um, uh, algorithms that they have in place and the medications and uh, disseminate it to, to the public. Is this for legal reasons? Is that why you came up with this? As well, well, so that doctors can know their parameters and what they should should and shouldn't do? Yeah, so, you know, I think we all operate uh, with a little bit of medical legal, um, I guess, uh, knowledge and, and how are we going to be affected by helping out others. But the reality is that in most situations, physicians are protected by what's called the Good Samaritan Law, uh, especially in Canada and in, in most developed countries. And, and that's, you know, if our intentions are good, um, despite all of the, you know, the uh, poor or good outcome, um, we're protected that we are trying our best in the situation that we have and with the resources that we have. Okay, so what are some of the, can you run down, these, give us a guideline here of your uh, recommendations and uh, in, as, as with regards to uh, in-flight emergencies? Yeah, sure. So I think the first point is that, like, a lot of people are traveling nowadays. Um, I think we quoted in the paper, there was over 130 million uh, airline passengers in Canada alone in 2015, and that's up about 25% from 2009. So just alone by the fact that we're flying more, the incidences of having an in-flight medical emergency um, is basically your chances are, are higher because we're doing so much travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most uh, times that we're called to uh, called for medical assistance is is uh, not a life threatening uh, situation. However, there are you know people passing out, having uh, trouble breathing, nausea and vomiting, um, and then more rarely having things like seizures or having a heart attack would be uh, less common presentations, but um, still ones that could be uh, a possibility on, on our flights. Okay. Um, this is this is for uh, not only physicians, but you've you've put these guidelines together for people that are other physicians, like uh, psychiatrists or family doctors as well, right? Yeah. So you know, I think every subspecialty or specialty and or generalist uh, in the consideration of family doctors, um, you know, whether you learned this stuff in medical school and now are, are being called to assist, so you could be a urologist and being <laughs> asked to help out with someone with chest pain. Right. Maybe that maybe that's a presentation you haven't had. Uh, you know, for many, many years, because uh, medicine, as you know, is probably is, is quite specialized in many, many different ways. 
The other piece is not many people um, are, are having to deal with emergencies. Now, I'm an emergency physician, so I, I deal with uh, acute medical events all the time. But this is even different because you're in an aircraft. And so the resources and the environment that you're in is completely different. So is this is th- these guidelines, are they like a crash course or, you know, what to do if situation? Uh, it's more about um, kind of opening up the kit. Um, uh-huh. giving some information, giving some medical legal background. Um, we actually also created a video, which is, which is housed on the St. Michael's uh, website, um, which opens up the kit and walks through um, uh, of the equipment and uh, all the kind of protocols that, that uh, one might see. Um, so it's a, both a visual and narrative on, on uh, how to approach um, a medical problem while in flight. I know this seems like I've been watching too many movies, but you always hear about, you know, I don't know why it stuck with me, but the emergency tracheotomy that someone's done with a big pen and things like that. Mm-hmm. Does it get mm-hmm. that explicit in the kit? No. So, so there are, obviously, there's algorithms to respiratory distress, as we call it in the medical terms. And a, a cricle, an emergency cricothyrotomy um, is, is one that um, definitely you see on TV uh, frequently, but is, is quite uh, a rare occurrence. Um, I think it's more important to know to know how to do the basic um, management of an, someone in respiratory distress mm-hmm. uh, as, as opposed to that, you know, uh, sure. more extreme. Um, so we're focusing on the basics because, to be honest, a lot of people don't do the, the basics very well. And um, we were hoping to better inform. And you know what? Just alleviate. It's really stressful sure. up in the air. Um, and you hear, um, you know, that you're being called uh, to uh, for assistance. Now, I have to tell you, the flight attendants, when it has occurred to me, they'd be very, very uh, grateful and, and receptive. And and uh, I think another important thing to know is that most of these major airlines all have um, private uh, contracts with uh, external uh, medical companies that will provide resource uh, information on the, on the ground as well. So when you're having a medical emergency, do know that you have someone who's trained in in-flight medical emergencies uh, to be able to contact and speak to uh, who's following you on the ground. And and as well, you know, you said it, most medical emergencies don't go far beyond, you know, some nausea, some vomiting, some lightheadedness. But if somebody doesn't look well next to you at a flight, you're probably going to bring it up. Yeah, this is uh, this is something that you know you want to know um, what what does the aircraft have, right? And, mm. and different airlines carry different um, different uh, like resources. Um, a lot of the larger aircraft now carry uh, automated external defibrillators. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the smaller aircrafts don't. So if you're having someone who's having a cardiac arrest, um, then you need to know where that's available. Um, and we show that in the video as well. Then, you know, knowing in what's in a kit, um, it's a quite a quite a resourceful uh, kit that, that both WestJet and Air Canada have. And so it's important that, um, you know, I, I'd much rather know about something sure. before, it, before I have to use it to know that I have it. Um, and in most instances, it's, it's simple uh, conservative management, but um, um, having, the, having the reassurance that you have some backup is, is helpful. Well, doctor, I'd like to thank you on behalf of myself and anyone else who flies for doing this work, because I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief when we know that, you know, everybody's on the same page. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Cheers.